0: Hello and welcome to the Manage Self, Lead Others podcast, mainly for experienced and aspiring people managers. I'm your host, Nina Sunday, and this is the show to help you explore ways to become the best version of yourself at work as a manager. Each episode, you'll hear from some of the brightest business minds on the planet who share your passion to elevate and transform team culture. They share insights in self-leadership and leading others Together we can make workplace culture better. Are you ready? Because it's time to manage self, lead others. Today's guest is Vance Morris, a former leader at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. He now shows companies how to increase profits retain clients, and engage employees by adopting the strategies he learned in over a decade at Disney. Vance is an international speaker and author of two books, Systematic Magic, Disneyfy Any Business or Practice, and Tales from the Customer Service Crypt, uh, a litany of bad customer service stories. He now leads the Deliver Service Now Institute, a consulting and coaching business. You can contact Vance at DeliverServiceNow.com. Welcome, Vance, to Manage Self Lead Others. I'm, I'm, I feel truly privileged to speak with you because Di- the Walt Disney World and Disneyland has always been, in my mind, the epitome of what good customer service should be. So to talk to somebody from the coalface, as we say, from the front line, who uh, a senior leader that understands the intricate workings of what makes great customer service. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, well, you, I know you've written a few books and uh, I'll be asking you about those, but I suppose the first question is what did you learn about the customer experience uh, with Walt, Walt Disney World?
1: Well, I think the first thing that we learned, uh, or I learned, was that the Disney company can take any mundane, boring thing and turn it into an experience. And I mean, anything from just checking in at a hotel to the housekeepers bringing you towels, Um, if you've ever stayed at a Disney resort, they have configured the towels into Mickey's head and, you know, a barking dog and they put it on the bed. Um, Certainly, I mean, you go to any hotel, you're just happy to have clean towels. When you go to a Disney hotel, they are there all, you know, little animals all made up out of your towels on the bed having a conversation. So I think really, and this is what I try to get across to my clients and, and people that I talk with, is uh, my definition, I call it disnifying, and that's creating experiences out of the mundane because we all have mundane things we have to do every day uh, to get through our business. We answer the phone, we send an email, maybe we send a package. And I challenge people, okay, well, you've got to do these things. Why don't you make an experience out of them?
0: Okay, well, it's it's, it's probably... Somewhat easy for the marketing department to come up and brainstorm lots of ideas. This podcast is aimed at people managers who have to motivate their team to give customer centric service. How do you motivate uh, people to, to make the ordinary remarkable?
1: Well, sometimes you have to rely on a little bit of trickery and chicanery, um, sometimes a little bit of bribing uh, never hurt. Um, one of the exercises I like to do uh, with when I work with complete teams, especially when the leaders and the, uh, the uh, line level workers are um, in the same meeting, is we come up with a service map. We come up with... Uh, where every interaction with a client or patient uh, happens. So whether that's marketing at the front desk, a telephone call, et cetera, every single point is mapped out. Then we go back and we go to the first point and we describe what our service is today. Okay, you know, what are we doing? How do we answer the phone? Well, we answer the phone. Thank you for calling, you know, Dave's Allstate. How can I help you? All right, well, you know, that gets the job done. But what doesn't happen um, is that it's not exciting. It's not memorable. It's certainly not an experience. So we asked the question, and this is one of the other key lessons from Disney, is that most of the best ideas come from the hourly employees themselves. So the leaders don't come up with it. The managers don't come up with it. Given the opportunity the hourly employees will come up with the best solutions to the problems. So back to our phone answering. Um, so we presented to the group, okay, what would excellent service look like in answering the phone? You know, what would, how could we create an experience out of that? Um, and so, you know, we do some brainstorming and I worked with a bunch of insurance agents, um, here in the U S and, uh, one of our, uh, one of the agents was a big rock and roll fanatic. I mean, he had Jimi Hendrix on the walls and the Led Zeppelin posters and guitars, and his group thought it would be fun to answer the phone like this. Thank you for calling Dave's Allstate, the agency that rocks. Now, (laughs) Now, he didn't come up with that. See, His employees did.
0: And if the people and come up with it, then they will do it because they will own it. Because if, if it, they, yes, if they down have from ownership. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. Great. If they've got ownership of the idea or at least have had their opinions asked and opinions heard, yeah, um, yeah the, the amount of buy-in, the amount of... Uh, the, big, the other big thing that employees want to know is the why we do it. You know, we always, you know, in training, we tell them what to do. We tell them how to do it. We forget that important column. Why do we do it this way? Well, here's how to answer the phone, or we have to answer the phone. Here's how we do it. Here's why we do it. We do it so that we are, uh, we separate ourselves from the competition. Uh, we let people know that we're, you know, we're fun. We enjoy our, our job. Um, and, you know, I mean, most insurance agents, at least here in the US, kind of boring. Um, so yeah,
0: it's, it's all figures you know, and, and, and talking about what might happen, you know, pessimism. <laughs>
1: right, right. So, you know, to have somebody answer the phone like that, one, it is an experience Two, you know, remember, you know, marketing is designed and everybody's a marketer. doesn't matter what uh, your job title is. Marketing the company, you know, is always in there somewhere. And I mean, just answering the phone that way is a form of marketing.
0: Yeah. And
1: if you remember, your marketing is designed to do one of two things. It's either designed to attract the people you want to do business with, or repel the people you don 't want to do business with
0: absolutely um, so d- just so I can understand a little bit about the uh, the Walt Disney training experience because it's trickled down to me that you know that even cleaners get customer service training because if you think about it and i 've gone to th- i 've been to Disneyland of course, but i've been to theme parks here where if you want to ask directions, you often go up to the cleaner so <laughs> Uh, you know the person with the, the the dustpan and and broom, sort of cleaning up, you know, papers off the off the asphalt. So, w- tell us about the orientation program at Walt Disney World or, and and Disneyland for sure. uh, for new for new workers.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's called Traditions, um, and it's um, a full day, day and a half, depending on your uh, position. Um, And it is a full immersion into the Disney culture. You learn the terminology. Uh, You know, the employees are cast members. They work on stage. They take breaks off stage. So they learn all that stuff. Um, And what they do is they essentially go through the history of how Walt created things. And at the end of the day, they want those employees to feel like Walt was in the room with them sharing all of his tips and secrets for creating a great guest experience. I mean, it was Walt's idea to call them guests. We are welcoming guests into our parks. Um, So, I mean, it's those kinds of things that are going over. Disney, the training of customer service or the customer experience, a lot of times, comes down to role-playing um, and comes down to hiring the right people people with a service mindset not That's servitude or servant but service mindset
0: That's what I observe you know I've gone into to teams to work with customer service and they the people they send me I go did you recruit these people for service because they don't seem to have a service bone in their body <laughs> So yeah. isn't there a natural, talent or uh, tendency towards customer service or you have to be a people person. You have to be a cooperative uh, personality type. What, what is the, the, the magic mix of uh, uh, when you are recruiting?
1: Right. I think a lot of it is empathy um, because so many of the interactions are, they could be problems. Um, you know, I mean, if you're having a great time and you're just zinging along, you probably want not going to talk to any of the cast members because you just got in line, you bought your hot dog, you got on the ride, you checked into your hotel. The only time you ever really talk to somebody is when there's a problem. Now, problem could be as minimal or minuscule as, hey, where's the bathroom? So that's a problem for the guest, um, you know, up to, you know, there's a water leak in the hotel room. Um, how that question is answered is, is what is trained and how the cast member reacts. So, you know, you go to a lot of companies, you know, and, you know, the employee is saying, well, I don't know where it is. Um, or they'll just, you know, oh yeah, it's over there by the hot dog stand. No, 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 no. At Disney and a lot of the clients I work with, One, Disney has its own point. It's the Disney point. It's more than two fingers. So they will either gesture with two fingers, gesture with their hand. Um, But what they are really told to do is, you know what? Hey, why don't you guys follow me? I was headed on a break um, and the bathrooms are on the way. I can walk you over and show you uh, where the bathrooms are. Now, one, that's that's great service. Hmm. Two, it gives the employee an opportunity to talk with those guests and say, hey, where are you from? Hey, are you having, you know, are you having fun? All of these questions probing to see maybe there's another problem um, and maybe it's something that he could resolve. Um, so the training is really more based on the hiring criteria, um, hiring people with a heart for service, versus so much technical nitty-gritty of what their job is
0: all right well sometimes when you're recruiting there are indicator questions like there's I do now have an indicator question when you're hiring for sales is there an indicator question for when you're hiring for customer service
1: uh, there's a, a complete battery they actually have um Contracted with uh, the Gallup organization, the big organization that does all of the surveys and things. Um, And this is actually going back 25 years ish. Um, And Gallup talked to current cast members, uh, you know, really trying to come up with a model for, you know, what made a great cast member. Um, And then came up with questions that would help. Find that person um, out in the rest of the world to to bring them on. Um, a lot of the questions, though, ended up being very open ended, starting with the words, What would you do if, plump, blump, plump, plump, plump? You know, what would you the do scenario, if a little, little, little girl came up to you crying? What very would good. you do if the steak was burnt? Um, how would you feel if, plump, plump, plump? So, the answers aren't you know firm yes or no questions. they are you know here's a situation. Tell me what you would do.
0: That's fantastic, yeah, and that's really useful there There are times when uh, a guest would ask for uh, a service or uh you know a sort of some sort of option that is maybe a little bit unreasonable and impossible to say yes to. Uh, can you think of one of those sort of questions? I mean, depending on the industry, there's always a million of them. Um, yeah. Is there a way to say no uh, or say that's not possible that, and maybe identify what is possible.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, are I mean, obviously there are laws that can't be broken. Um, oh, yeah. When Pleasure Island was around, which was Disney's, Failed attempt at nightclubs and alcohol consumption in bars and all that stuff. Right. We had a lot of people in there thinking, oh, we're at Disney. My 17 year old can drink a beer. Well, no, the laws <laughs> say 21. So we have those kinds of no answers. Right. Um, you know, the, other thing, you know like, uh, the worst thing that could happen to a child is for them not to be tall enough to ride a ride. You know, you walk up to the entrance and they got that thing. And, you know, you're two inches below the little hand. Devastating to a child. The cast, nobody actually had to say no to the kid. The sign did it for them and it did it in a nice way. But the cast members are trained then to go over. They give the kid um, a coupon that says, please come back when you're a little bit taller, present this coupon and you'll be first in line.
0: Oh, isn't that lovely? That's so lovely. See, it's about about, thinking about it from the child's perspective. That's really the customer experience, isn't it? I I love that. Yeah.
1: But what does that do? I mean, just that little gesture. I mean, it costs what a penny, penny and a half to print the little coupon. What does it cost Disney to take you know, one kid every five or six hours and put them at the front of the line. Yeah. Cost that's Disney awesome. nothing. But the, the, the loyalty that they will get from that family, I mean, if there's any place they want to go on vacation, Disney's going to be at the top of the list. And they're going to go home and they're going to say, oh my God, you'll never guess what happened to Disney. You know, Johnny wasn't able to ride the ride, but they gave us this coupon.
0: But it's, it's automatically that they'll be planning their next trip already. <laughs> so really, it's genius.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, certainly.
0: Now, do you, is there a way that uh, you involve the team in coming up with how to improve customer service, even by uh-huh. 1%? Is there a way that you build that into just the day-to-day?
1: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Uh, which is constant process improvement or constant improvement. Uh, when he designed the parks, they weren't designed to stay the way they were in 1955 uh, because uh, people wouldn't go these days because it hasn't evolved. It hasn't changed with the times. Um, so what they do is they now these days they literally will take that um, uh, that process map that we talked about a little bit earlier and identify. Through a meeting, and it's a standing meeting. When I was working there, we had them twice a month, and we only took one topic and we looked at it and we said, okay, um, you know, this is how we do it right now. How can we plus it? How can we make it better? Um, Sometimes the answer was, you know, just because of technology and, you know, or finances, this is as good as that's going to get. But if money were no object, or if we had the technology to do it, here's what we would do. So now we have a future file of ideas when either the resources become available or the technology catches up with what we want to do.
0: That's right. Because if you can dream it, uh, it's possible that it can come true in the future, even if it's not available now. I I know uh, there's that whole principle of under promise over deliver. I don't know whether that's a Disney. Uh, concept but I do know that you have the sign uh, at rides or, or experiences where there's a wait uh, wait time expressed but the actual wait, wait time is less than the the, the time that's publicized so uh, can you tell us a bit about that please? Uh,
1: sure well you know everybody always wa- you know everybody's desire is to win and so yeah I mean People, when they go to Disney, their expectations are very high. I mean, it's not like just going down to your lake house and stopping by the local, uh, you know, little diner restaurant and, you know, having a hamburger. That's not what people are doing at Disney. So the expectations are already high. So when they get a chance to feel like they have gained the system, they have beat the system, even if it's only by five minutes, Uh, Yeah, they'll be like, man, you know, that wait said 60 minutes and I got in there in 54. I showed those Disney people. Um, and But again, that is a good feeling. Disney wants people to feel good. They want them to feel happy because feel good, happy people spend money and they spend more of it the happier they get.
0: True. Now, What's one thing that I know you now you've left uh, the Walt, Walt Disney Corporation and uh, you're out as a speaker and, a, and a, a trainer of, of teams and a consultant. Um, what's the one thing that you find that companies are not doing that they could do that would be so easy for them to uh, bring in to their, uh, their processes for around service. Well,
1: I think first and foremost, they need to think of their business as for and as to their customers and clients. Um, That's the reason they're in business is to serve the customer. If they don't do that, um, then they're out of business. The one huge thing that I think most companies overlook is removing any friction points or any roadblocks or barriers there are either to service or to the sale. I I said, examine your processes right now. Are you doing anything that is solely for your convenience but not your guest or your patient's convenience? You know, uh, there's nothing worse than if you call a customer service hotline And you, you know, they answer the phone, hopefully you haven't waited for 19 minutes, and they will say, "Um, okay, great, tell me what happened. And you go through your whole story of why the product didn't work or why the service was horrible. And then they're like, oh, well, that's really somebody else's department. Let me transfer you over there. Okay, great. Then you got to tell your story again, because the first person didn't tell the second person what was going on. Yeah. And so as problems persist, as problems go on, they fester. And the longer time there is between problem and problem resolution is a lot of money and a lot of anxiety and anger uh, for your clients. So if you can solve the problem right when it happens, do it. You know, if it costs you 10 bucks to buy them a Starbucks gift card, great, do it. Don't wait until the problem has been escalated to, you know, oh, I have to get my manager. Well, you know what? When you do that, your problem just got more expensive because you didn't empower your line level employee Absolutely. to solve it.
0: That's right. So so I think the Carlton Rex uh, Hospitality Organization uh, are very... Uh, on top of this because they empower people front of house to be able to give a free dinner or a free bottle of wine or or, 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 or upgrade of a room if they feel that a customer's been uh, uh, inconvenienced. So mm-hmm. it's really about trusting your employees to uh, make responsible decisions about uh, token, if you like, token compensation that really is a way to add add. Just to acknowledge with the customer that they have been inconvenienced, but it's not about asking the manager per- permission, can I give them this? Right. And do you find that uh, a lot of companies are a bit slow to empower their, their people around along these lines?
1: They, they, they really are. Um, and it would be so easy to, you know, one, through training, certainly, you know, you want to do, you want to, you don't want to just give your front desk person, you know, a box of gift cards and say, give them out willy-nilly. Um, you know, I worked with uh, a lot of uh, uh, dental practices, and if you've ever been to the dentist, they're usually running behind. Um, so pretty much every doctor, even at eight o'clock in the morning, they just open, he's behind. I don't understand. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to the, you know, if if the receptionist or the front desk person anticipates the problem and provides anticipatory service, like we know the doctor's late. So when patient checks in, they should just say, Hey, we're really sorry. The doctor's running about 10 minutes behind. There's the acknowledge the problem. Let me buy you a cup of coffee um, at Starbucks uh, for, you know, for the trouble. Hand them a five dollar Starbucks gift card.
0: Nice. Because the if they don't have coffee, they can give it to someone else. So well, yeah, or ordering. I mean, you know, I mean, or
1: really anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be Starbucks. I just, you know,
0: they're just they're
1: just plentiful around here. And I've got gobs of their uh, And we their have coupons. it in Australia
0: too. So it's like yeah. it's global. It's global. Yes, it I've is. Seen, I've been to Starbucks in Singapore too. <laughs> right. So but, you just know, so but you know, and then you go through.
1: You know, and you can set parameters yeah. You know, with your employees. Say, hey, look, if it sounds like a $5 problem, give the $5 solution. But if they come in and they're ranting and raving and you need to, I mean, I, in addition to doing all this Disney stuff, I still own my own bricks and mortar businesses. And it's, it's a carpet cleaning company. And so my employees, one, we have guarantees that we're going to be on time. But my employees know that if they are going to be late to an appointment, that they need to stomp at the local grocery store or florist or whatever, and they get flowers for the woman of the house as a token of apology. I mean, who can turn down a guy showing up with flowers at your front door? You can't be mad at him.
0: And it's not, it's 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 so inexpensive to do that. And the the result is just a hundred times more. So that's fantastic. Yep. Anytime, And gone, they forget you were late. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So tell us about your books. You've got two books. One is Tales from the Customer Service Crypt, which is your most recent one. And before that was Systemic, uh, what is it? Systematic Magic. Systematic
1: Magic, yes. Yeah.
0: Tell us about, well, tell us about both of them
1: sure yeah tales from the crypt um i don't know if you remember the hbo special from the late 70s and 80s um but just in my travels and this is this is why i can't go out to restaurants uh because this, this is how i think i just pick up pick out every everything um <laughs> but you know these are just stories and i think people learn best from reading stories um of experiences that I've had that were so bad that they should be buried in a crypt for all time, um, but at the end of each story are a list of questions. Uh, you know, how could you avoid this in your business? What could be done differently? And so there's pages for notes, and you can, you know, uh, I mean, it's really a mini uh, lesson or a mini training class, you know, in in a little book. Um, The downfall to this whole thing is that I have enough content for volumes two, three, four, and five. I'm set for the next five years of writing this book because it's it's everywhere. It
0: seems to me that every company should purchase this book and work with their teams on this and then start writing your own book so that Mm -hmm. as these terrible stories appear, you can then say, let's have a never again experience with this. What can we do to make sure this never happens again? Uh, What do you think of
1: that (laughs) idea? Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. Uh, Um, And then the systematic magic book. Um, is really uh, I have an entire program about how to disnify uh, your business or disnify your practice and if you remember Cliff notes I don't know if those are still a yeah, thing still Um but this book is kind of the cliff notes of that program. And so we go over what I call our magic keys to disney your business. So we'll talk about the employee experience, which is magic key uh, number six. Um, we'll talk about how to create service standards. We'll talk about how to wow people. Um, and you know those wow moments that we talked about earlier in the program, they didn't cost anything. So you don't have to spend money to really you know, wow your clients or patients. It, it can be free just by how you act. Um, so a lot of people see me and they say, oh, my God, you know, this guy's going to come in here and he's going to say, you know, we got to buy this. We got to build that. We got to do. This. No, 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 no. Just, just change the way you say things, create experiences out of the mundane, and you'll be just
0: fine. So can people work, do you work with people around the world or just in the United States? I mean, can you work virtually?
1: Um, I do work virtually. Um, I am not opposed to travel. Um, Actually, I did a speaking tour of Australia uh, two years ago. Um, I was over at um, Manly Beach, Sydney, and one other city that I don't remember, Um, but I worked with a uh, whole bunch of uh, dental and physiotherapist groups, um, and we did two day um, two day workshops. Uh, so yeah, I've been to UK. I, you
0: probably worked with David Moffat, did you?
1: Uh, I certainly did. Yeah, he's a David's colleague of mine. And, uh, <laughs> um, and Paul
0: Wright. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well. Um, that's great that you've been to Australia. So um, that's marvelous. Well, look, it's been terrific working with you, talking to you today, Vance. Uh, you've got such a rich uh, bank of knowledge there. I think we could have gone on for another half hour, but um, <laughs> but I appreciate your time today. And thanks so much for telling us all about Disneyfying service.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. I'm I'm so glad we had a chance to talk.
0: Pleasure. Thanks a lot. This episode, we've been speaking with Vance Morris on the Manage Self, Lead Others podcast for experienced and aspiring people managers. I'm your host, Nina Sunday. If you like this podcast, go and tell a friend. Everyone I meet who listens to this show say they found it because someone told them it's a good show to listen to. And come back every week. We interview people who share insights on how to elevate and transform team culture. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, at Nina Sunday. Thank you for listening. Until next time, ciao for now.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.